everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Uh, Robbie, it's Halloween. It's spoopy season. I want to see something mildly scary or at least interesting and creative. And then you maybe watch this. And now I'm sad. I didn't make you do anything, Matt. All right? You always have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sometimes it's only bad choices, but there's always a choice. Uh, hi, we have Radio by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, get access to all of our bonus content. And $5 a month, gains you access to that much, much more. Uh, appreciate everyone who supports us. If you are listening, you've never done it. What are you waiting for? Go go check out the hundreds, literally hundreds of hours of bonus podcasts me and Matt have released over there on patreon.com. Lots of really good independent creators over there on Patreon, despite the fact that Patreon keeps trying to push us off with very bad redesigns. Let's not talk about that. Transfer 22 is this week's episode, which is, I think, the first time, Matt, that it actually we've done a Treehouse episode right before Halloween. Like, re- they lined up. Yeah, I want to say it's that, the first time this, that's happened. Uh, I wish it was a better one. Uh, episode NABF19 originally aired October 30th, 2011, written by Carolyn Omine, directed by Matthew Falnan, received a 4.3 rating with 8.1 million viewers. The uh, This episode, the guess, there's no, obviously, no chalkboard gag, no couch gag. Uh, the episode guest stars Aaron Ralston as the 9 11 dispatcher, and Jackie Mason as Rabbi Hyman Krastovsky. Where is it? Where did. Where did Krusty's dad? Uh, the, the the Bart one where he's an alien. Uh, he has when he has sex for the first time. He goes by he was a model top. Now you are a man. Oh, it was awful, and I feel bad for Jackie Mason. That makes me sad, Matt. Uh, <laughs> this episode. All sad. This episode. Before we get into the opening, um, this episode's. Uh, this I texted Matt. I said this might be the worst trash horror yet. I think. It is at least in the running with last seasons. Um, it is utterly awful. It is b- incredibly boring and nonsensical, not scary. Uh, it doesn't even try to be scary, I don't think. And just as a, it just is so lazy. That's the word I actually think of when I when mm-hmm. I talk about this episode. But it's just lazy. It is shameful. I if this is Treehouse of Horror, you do one of these a year. Right, everyone everyone gets amped up for it. It's Halloween season. Everyone gets ready. You're like, oh, treehouse, treehouses. I remember as a kid, I was so every year I was so excited for a new treehouse. And then you release, and all eyes are on you. This is like the focal point of the year for The Simpsons. One of the big focal points. And this is what we get: just this mess. That's what I would call it: a lazy mess. Uh, the episode opens with the kids trick or tr- coming home from trick or treating. They have a bunch of candy. They're in costume. Um, Lisa is a saxophone. Uh, Bart is uh, an astronaut that with Maggie as a chess bursar. Uh, and then we quickly have Marge and Homer take the kids' candy. Fee fi fo fum! Give me all your candy and gum. Who are you, and why do you want our candy? Your mother is the switch witch. I sort of tooth fairy dealy. I take your sugary sweets and I give you healthy items. Plain brown toothbrushes, unflavored dental floss, and fun-sized mouthwashes. TSA approved. This is exactly why kids need a union. (laughs) Now remember, homie, that candy goes to... Our fighting men and women overseas. It's our way of letting them know we're having fun back here. 
No sneaking off and eating that candy yourself. Marge, you know I'd never do that. I'm too scared of the evil Switch Witch. The Switch Witch is me. You know, on some level, I've always known. What? Is this supposed to be funny, Robbie? I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is this is the opening. This is the not. This is even a bit, really. This is like an opening to the show. Um, so Homer drives off into the middle into the like. We see him. He's supposed to be donating this stuff to the army, candy to the army. Okay, and he drives off into the middle of nowhere, off into the desert, into the, the Springfield Badlands, presumably, um, and then wanders off into nowhere to eat the candy. That's the whole bit of this. Homer's going to go eat the candy by himself. Um, he falls down into a canyon and gets a rock stuck on his arm. This is 127 hours uh, parody, even though I'm going to use the word parody a lot. Very loosely. But all of it is applied very loosely because none of this is actual parody. Like, this is just like retellings, bad retellings, really, is what is going on in all of these. Um, he falls into a canyon. Uh, he re- he can't... He, I think he even has a phone. He calls for rescue. They say they'll be there in an hour. Homer can't wait that long to eat the candy. Uh, Chews off. He puts in fake vampire teeth. Chews off the wrong arm and the wrong leg. I guess reattaches them somehow. And then chews off the right arm. Opens up the bag and realizes it's vegetables. Bart replaced the candy with vegetables. They cut to and Homer screams and terror or whatever. Horror. We cut back to the kids. They're eating candy on the on one of the kids' beds. And we... The, the title card is the chewed up candy in Bart's open mouth. That's it. Two minutes and 39 seconds. It's, it, it's a long intro, but it's the entire, like, you know, we only get three, uh, normally three um, skits for this. And this, this is long enough to count as one. Yeah, exactly. It's effectively they reverse our normal, like the normal four act structure has been basically where long first act kind of equal length second and third acts. And then the fourth act is usually pretty short. And this is effectively they just flip it where the 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 last act of this is the long one and this first act of this is the short little two or three minute thing. And that's what this is. It's not good. You're gonna hear me say that three more times. We go to a commercial and we get our first bit first actual vignette of the episode. But it's the dumbest thing. It is the most What's it called, Matt? It's called the diving bell and the butterball. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, it's a parody. Quote, unquote. Here again. It's a quote, unquote, parody of the diving bell and the butterfly. I've never heard of that. What is that? It is a, a, it's a French movie about a, a man who's par- who was paralyzed, completely paralyzed. Um, but who we are, we're, we get his per- locked in syndrome, you know, um, which he is mentally normal. But his body is basically completely paralyzed, mm. and the whole movie is about that. As um, where we are seeing like this, it's kind of ephemeral, like experience through his thoughts, the memory, through senses. Like it's, we maybe we'll do it for a bonus episode, Matt. Um, it's better than this. Like, and this is again, this is not a parody. Because no, this is just hey, we have the same premise. What are the Simpsons going to do with it? Bad right. things. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we, we start off. Uh, Homer is already paralyzed. Uh, we then get a flashback of how this happened. Uh, he was doing some Halloween decorating. This is the only loose association to anything Halloweeny in this entire skit, or scary at all, really. Uh, when he sees a fake 
ish spider and goes to get the batteries out. Oh, turns out it's a real spider, uh, which then runs around and bites him, causing him to become paralyzed in a very odd position, which not how paralyzing works, but sure. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in this position because the whole uh, Spider-Man thing at the end requires him to be in this position, but whatever. Uh, so Homer's bitten by a spider. He's completely paralyzed and Marge sets him up on a uh, hand truck in front of a mirror and basically tries to go about their lives as if he still can do anything. Homer's eyes are open, so he's not locked in, uh, which will become important later. Uh, so he still has control over his eyes and internal functions. Uh, but, you know, they, they show that Homer is, you know, tr- generally himself while he's still locked in. Uh, and then when Lisa comes to, you know, spend some time with her paralyzed father, uh, we realize the extent of his internal control. <laughs> Dad, I'm going to entertain you with the help of the Brothers Karamazov. Alexei Fyodorovich Karamazov was the third son of Fyodor Pavlovich Karamazov, a landowner well known in our district in his own day, and still remembered among us oh owing to his gloom. Oh my god, she's still on the first sentence! Let's make her stop how to express my... Dad? Ugh. Anyway, continuing. For the present, I will only say that this landowner, or so we... Ew, Dad! <gasps> Wait a minute. Can you pass gas at will? Fart once for no, twice for yes. <coughs> oh my God! Do you realize what this means? <coughs> well, it means that you can communicate. <coughs> exactly! <laughs> I'll recite the alphabet and you tell me when to stop. A, B, C, D. Okay, first letter. D. Next letter. A, B, C, D, E, D, E. Amazing! Oh, but before we continue... (laughs) Okay. A. D, E, A. Are you punishing me, Matt? Is this what this is? Yes, Robbie. This is what this is. This this is an excuse to make fart noises on The Simpsons. I... I can't. I know, Robbie. I know. Don't worry. This skit is incredibly short, so it's almost over. Thank God. Uh, we get a a very sweet letter to Marge, which I can't imagine Homer actually wrote, uh, telling her how much he loves her and how much he thanks her for you know sticking with him throughout his condition. Uh, but then one day she puts him outside, and a radioactive spider bites him. And I think, oh, maybe this will give him the use of his limbs anymore. Nope, he's Spider Man now, still paralyzed. But Spider-Man. Yeah, we see him foil a bank robbery in a Spider-Man costume where he's swinging around and putting out butt webs. And he can't move. He still can't move. But he's still can't swinging move, around. But somehow he's swinging. Yeah. And the, 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 the cops thank him. What, what is this? Again, this is so, so dumb, so lazy. This is like this feels literally like you turn they turn in their homework and two minutes before it was done. They're like before it was due. They're just like, oh, we have to scribble down. Uh, how does this end? Um, Spider-Man. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Spider-Man. Why? <laughs> what is this? It's terrible. Is what it is. It's bad. Second time. It this is, is bad. Indeed terrible. This is very bad. That's the end, by the way. Uh, we, we also get the bit where uh, Homer is paralyzed in his Spider-Man uniform and Marge uh, lifts his mask up to kiss him. From the original Spider-Man, you, well, you, not original, but like the 2000 Spider-Man. You remember? You remember that bit? Remember that? 
Matt, you I, remember? You remember that? Um, what? What? Yeah, that is the end. What happened? What, what do we, we go do? To commercial. We go to commercial. Uh, seven minutes and twenty four seconds. We come back. Uh, for I wouldn't say it's worse. It is still very bad. Uh, Dial D for diddly, is it called? And this is. It's not a, again. They say if you go to the Wikipedia page, very misleading. It says this is a parody of Dexter. No, it's not. Most not. Don't lie not to me. Not even close. Don't lie to me. Um, we had, Ned is narrating, and we have him like there's this. It's a very I get I can't even describe the structure of this because it shows him like it makes us want to like because it's so short. None of this works. Like if you build up to him, like he does, like they have a like a very short scene where he's doing innocuous things, and then it ends us with him sh- showing him disposing of a body, and you're like, okay, I I get it, but the rest of this entire skit never returns back to that initial premise because it be- quickly becomes that God is telling Ned to kill people, and the first victim is Burns. All these years, I thought murder was a sin. Then I got new instructions from the good Lord himself in his favorite language, English. Slay Montgomery Burns and pee in his ashes. Are you sure, Lord? If you're having trouble with the second part, drink a lot of water. Now I've got to go. A hip-hop star is thanking me at the VMAs. I will say real quick, Robbie, there is one point that we have just passed where Burns dumps a bunch of toxic waste in the water and sees a sign that says uh, dumping fine $10,000 and just throws $10,000 on him. That is the closest to any type of satire or parody we actually get in this because it's referencing the fact that, oh, if you're rich enough, all kinds of laws are just, you know, the cost of doing business. And that's me being very generous. Um, I'm not going to give this episode any credit whatsoever, Matt. I, I hated every moment Fair. of it. Uh, it's really punishing. Um, and th- this is immediately obvious that this is not God. This is Homer. It, it's not before it's they even right there. Yeah. Before they reveal it, even you're immediately like, oh, that's Homer. Homer's telling me to do this stuff. The, my problem with this, Robbie, is I, I should probably say this until this gets over, but whatever. Why can't it just be Ned doing this to people he thinks are sinners? Why does it have to be Homer manipulating him? That would be so much more interesting. It could be one of a thousand things, Matt, that would be more interesting than this. Either commit to something. They don't commit. Like, they're, they, th- it's just random sh- random stuff just over and over and over and over again. Just they, We get ten seconds of something, and then they move on to the next thing. It's not Ned is Dexter. It's Ned is Dexter, but also God's telling me to do things. And it's not just that, but also Homer is the voice of God through this weird Bible speaker. And then it's not, then actual God appears. And then it's not, God is not God. Satan is God. And you're just like, what is going on? Why can't we just stick to one premise? Like, it's a very simple bit of maybe Ned just thinks that God is telling him to do, kill people and he does it. It could be that simple. And it w- if you execute on that idea, it could work. You could even make it, oh, that Homer is actually one giving commands. But you have to wait until the very end for, to, to reveal it. They don't even wait maybe a minute uh, before we see this. They reveal that it's Homer, even though it's immediately very obvious because they're very bad at hiding it. Um, maybe that's why they revealed it because they're very bad at it. Um, but we see Ned kill Burns. We see Ned kill Snake with a sling and a stone. We see, uh, and they, then we cut directly to 
God ordering Ned to kill Patty and Selma, and then it is this is the actual reveal of when it's revealed that it's Homer doing this. Heavenly Father, I... Quiet, you! Your next divine whack job is a twofer. I command you to kill Patty and Selma Bouvier. Patty and Selma? Sure they smoke and they don't shave much of anything, but do they deserve to die? Do not question me, the star of the Bible. No. On a non-murder-related note, I want you to find out what's making that funny noise in Homer Simpson's car. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's like a chigga, 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 but you only hear it when you're driving over 30. And you never hear it when you take it to the shop. Then it sounds perfect. Yes, Lord. Homer, have you noticed how many of your enemies have died lately? Mr. Burns? Sideshow Bob? You forgot Patty and Selma. Oh, wait. It hasn't happened yet. Patty and Selma? Who's next? Then Flanders? Now, how would that work? Huh? They just throw away this idea of Ned killing Sideshow Bob. Like, that's an entire... You could do an entire skit about Ned trying to do battle with Sideshow Bob. Kill them, like, having... A and f- also, why is Sideshow Bob Homer's enemy? He's Bart's enemy. Yeah. I know, I know. Don't... They, like, and then... Okay, so we get this reveal, and then it shows uh, Patty and Sama driving out into the desert, again the desert, and Ned crushes them with a rock, like the wily Coyote. Oh, you're not kidding. The, the, the total shift here just... Is, it goes from relatively serious Ned killing people for being evil to, oh, it's Homer manipulating him, and he's thinking it's funny. Okay, whatever. And now we're into Looney Tunes? It is. I mean, it literally is Looney Tunes. Um, Homer now asks Bart if he would like any anybody killed uh we cut directly to another scene where bart homer's commanding ned to do things through this bible with a speaker in it and then bart's there and then immediately uh i did i i guess that they just ran out of time for this and they're just like well we need to get to an ending so ned realizes this is it this is the ending i have the whole thing okay i didn't this is not edited here it is i i'm not responsible for this homer simpson (laughs) You made a killer out of me. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it? I'm going to kill you. (gasps) Because of you, I'm going to hell. Language? Hell, damn, backside. Nothing matters anymore. I'm going down in my hand basket seats, too. (sighs) Wake up, Flanders. There is no hell, and there is no God. If there were, would he let me do this? What happened? Uh, Flanders killed Homer. But, but, but you're God. Couldn't you make everything the way it was? Well, I could. But the big man downstairs wouldn't like it. Get me a coffee. Yes, sir. Could this get any worse? Honey, come back to bed. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Could it get worse, Ned? Uh, give it about 30 seconds, and we'll be in the next bit. And then, yes. Yes, it will get worse. Um, again, what is this? Why is God here? Why is Satan here? When was, this was about Homer turning Ned into a killer, right? No, it, it's about nothing, really. It's just a bunch of crap, like shaped into 
I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> we got a commercial. 12 minutes and 41 seconds. And our last vignette, last bit, last thing, last skit. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Okay, so this last one is an extended Avatar, quote, parody, unquote. It's it's a bad retelling. It's a bad retelling that's just, oh my god, it's so dumb. Um, What's it so called? What's it called, start, Matt? In the Navi. <laughs> like the Navy, get it? <laughs> I, I get it. It's so funny. It's so clever. I really want to hit my head into a wall, but I want to break Robbie's ears. Okay, uh, so Chalmers is the colonel. Uh, he's the one in charge, uh, except in this case, he's always in the mech suit at the end. Uh, for some reason. Oh, it's so he can get into a bigger mech suit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all there. Chalmers has a back and forth with Cletus about what state they're in, which is just not even a little bit funny. Uh, but then they get their assignment, and it is so dumb. You will now direct your attention to our CEO, Mr. Krusty the Clown. We are here on this Fakakta planet for one reason. Hilarium. Spray this in an audience, and I'll laugh at anything. And I need some now. Gotta play a Nazi party rally. Oh yeah, they're back. Our spies will go planetside, locate said Hilarium, and contact us so that we may begin extraction. This is a delicate mission that requires utter loyalty. I can think of no better candidate than the resentful guy in the wheelchair who has just arrived. (laughs) Yes, I think this is gonna work out just fine. Captain? Yep. Now prepare to take an incredible journey across the room. You. Whoa! Check out this bitchin' bod. Oh, man. If I could just have five minutes alone with my old bullies. Hey, Avaturd! Are you guys gonna beat me up? Nah, we can't. These avatars cost 80 billion dollars each! But your human body costs nothing! I think this is supposed to be funny. But why are the bullies there? For this joke of them beating up his human body? I... They're gone from the rest of the episode. This is the last we'll see of them. That's why they're there, man. That's literally the only joke. They they do not care about even a modicum of verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. I can't say that word, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Also, Mike, this is a, a fundamental question I have about this. Bart looks like Bart, right? Before he's an alien. Yes. He looks like normal Bart. Ten-year-old Bart. Is he an adult, or is he just ten-year-old Bart? <sighs> it doesn't. It does we matter. Never find out. It doesn't matter. It does matter, Matt. Okay, you're right. It does matter. We never find out. Okay. If they want him to be an adult, they should have redesigned him to look like an adult Bart. Slightly. They, they've done it before. Okay? We've got an adult Bart many times in flash forwards and in, in, in dream sequences, all that stuff. We've got an adult looking Bart. They've done it. If they want him to be an adult, he, they should. He looks like 10-year-old Bart. It becomes a problem. Indeed. So, uh, we get a horrible scene of Bart and Milhouse as the aliens trying to learn to fly the exactly the same flying creatures from the movie. Uh, but Bart needs a Japanese adapter. What? It, which then fries out and kills the animal. I just, this is so stupid. So stupid. Like, this uh, is are, the thing where, like, this is what we're doing. Like, this level of joke. It's not, like, they're not making fun 
like the purpose of a parody. I don't I, I I don't know why I have to explain this to the people who write The Simpsons, but it's to like demonstrate the silliness of the original fiction. It maybe even deconstruct the tropes that the fiction uses. I was expecting, you know, jokes about how this is just, you know, last of the Mohicans again. How we're you know, like that kind of like that's what that's a very simple parody of Avatar, which by this point I do want to add other shows had done parodies of Avatar, South Park in particular. Uh, but this is sad. This oh, is, yes, it is. This is sad, man. <sighs> sad and terrible. Oh, there's also a bad cab driver joke because why not? Oh, let's make fun of immigrants. Uh, anyway. Uh, they are accosted by a female alien, an actual female, and she's yelling the entire time for no reason. Uh, but she finds Bart attractive and Milhouse unattractive. We get a whole dumbass thing of, uh, oh, uh, Sister Rock, uh, Brother Flower, have sex with Uncle Tree. It just, uh, it is. This is what I wrote down, Matt. This is so tiring. It is. This feels like, again, this feels like it was written to punish viewers. This is the hackiest of jokes. This stuff is this stuff would have gotten you booed off a stage in 1983 at the Comedy Cellar. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Maybe this year's uh, Trials of Horror is so bad that's why they put it after Halloween because they don't want anyone to actually watch it. I don't think that's anywhere. I don't think that's true, Matt. I I sure hope not. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bart, this alien uh, girl, woman, I, we, we don't know what, uh, have sex with the, the tentacle way, uh, like from the Avatar movie. Uh, she just plugs her tentacles in. Uh, is Bart, <laughs> yeah. if, if Bart, Bart looks like a 10-year-old boy. That This is my problem. Like, is, we're just, I know. this is what we're doing? Is Bart supposed to be an adult? Make him look like an adult. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, uh, if you make Bart look like an adult, Robbie, then how will you know it's Bart. It looks like Bartman. He's in an alien suit most of the time anyway. This is so... Okay, I know. whatever. I know. Uh, yes. So uh, after this, they have sex, and then it turns out she's pregnant, and it, it just... Oh, my God. We're back to the 50s again. Well done, young man. Our daughter is with child. Here, feel the wonder of one million fetuses. You said you were using birth control. That only keeps me from giving birth while we are having sex. Hmm. How do those mountains float? They don't. They are falling. Now that Kamala has a slug in the oven, we must make sure she gets her daily dose of hilarium. Without it, her crankiness will become unbearable. Unfortunately, our environment is too hostile to grow pickles. And the only flavor ice cream we have is butter brickle. To repeat, no pickles, butter brickle. It is the Rigelian way. So where can I load up on this hilarium? Listen closely. The hilarium is found in the sacred secretions of the queen. We have located the hilarium. Lock in on my signal. Traitor, how dare you betray the planet I got laid on? Yeah, so Robbie's right. A ten-year-old talking about getting laid is not something I want to think about. So we're just going to assume he's an adult, like in the movie. They do. So they're doing the slurm joke, basically. Like the yeah. alien queen makes it. 
Um, these yeah, ju- but at least in this case, they're not like drinking the secretion. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they're spraying it on themselves, Matt. What's the difference? Um, all and all, these pregnant pregnancy jokes. Women create. That's what pickles. I'm saying. This is from the fifties. Like, pickles and butter brickle ice cream. Like the, what? The, uh, I, what are we doing? All of this. Like, oh, we're gonna do this is Treehouse of Horror. We're gonna do fun character designs and retellings of and use fun genre trope stories to scare people. This is this is frightening. I'll give them that. It's frighteningly bad. Anyway, uh, we then get to the battle uh, where all the humans show up in a bunch of, you know, mech suits and automatic weapons and whatnot. Uh, Bart says, hey, where are all your tanks and guns and stuff? <laughs> to which the girl, uh, the girl alien responds, oh, the the planet will protect us. OK. In what way? Oh, it's because they have a whole bunch of animals that are basically tanks. Like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. The monkeys are throwing bombs and they have, you know, uh birds that fly overhead and and drop piranha filled eggs i mean as Robbie puts in our notes this is not parodying avatar this is just a retelling that's much 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 worse there's a point at which chalmers in his mech suit jumps into a bigger mech suit and uh an alien creature has, jumps into a bigger alien creature yeah yeah this is just my, and then this Bart is trips. this is all just filler man this is literally this all this stuff this is literally the writer, the writers going, animators do my work, because like this is takes Basically. up th- three minutes of time, right? Three or four minutes of just like things like it's action figures just smashing into each other, right? And I'm I love giant action set pieces uh, when they are properly built, when there's stakes, when there's conflict. I don't care about any. This is just stupid. Yep. It's real dumb. Uh, and then they defeat Chalmers by having him touch his own face, which crushes Chalmers inside the face. Uh, thankfully, this is where the Avatar part ends. Uh, but then the family talks about consumerism and how important it is to rush out and buy things. Ha ha. Ha ha. Thank God it's over. It, it, literally, like the last... And they couldn't even get enough time. They're like, they need another... They needed a minute at the end where everyone shows up and talks about Christmas. And, like, my my final notice, Matt, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> it is terrible. Like we said at the beginning, this is the worst trios of horror. So far. <laughs> yet. So far. I, I think we're just going to chuck all of Every single one of these is going to go at the end of our ranking list. I can just feel it. I mean, they're going to go at the, very, at the bottom. They might, you know, finish second to last or fourth from last, but they're not going to... They're all boring. They're all dumb. Like, there's not... None of this is... There's, like, sometimes, Matt, sometimes we get a bad trios, but, like, one of the skits is, like, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's fun. That that one of the three is okay. This is th- one, two, three, all bad, all boring. No matter what length we get, the short one, the medium one, and the long one, all bad. Even the opening, you're just like, what is this? All this is all for a bit where Homer bites off his arm and finds out vegetables. And you're like, why? Like this is you just th- again. It, it it is very difficult for me not to put myself in in these shoes and like, what if you if I had the opportunity to create a Simpsons Trials of Horror episode. Are you kidding me? Dream come true. And like, this is stuff where like, this is like, I sc- you scribble it on the back of a napkin and you hand it in. Because that's what this feels like. Like they, they it doesn't, it, it, it is shameful. And like, I thought, you know, we were like, oh, season 23, it'll be better, right? No, not this one. 
so far. Very bad. Uh, we're ranking. We'll rank all three of these these segments at the end of the show. I'm not going to ask if they're broken. They're obviously freaking broken. They're just terrible. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Like, I have to do it in this time, Matt. Like, Trios of Horrors, aren't, we generally don't even bother because, like, it's so different than the rest of the show. But it's not. This isn't hard to do. Like, all three of these. Like, if, one, if you want to do a ho- any horror, this is t- Trios of Horror. It is literally in the name. Uh, you should try and make them scary a little bit. Try and do something that's terrifying. Um, there is literally a... I remember a Tales from the Crypt episode where a man goes into surgery and is awake the whole time. Like, he, the anesthesia doesn't kick in. Or it just paralyzes, oh God, his, horrible. paralyzes his body, but his mind is still there. He still thinks and sees and stuff. And yeah, and it's terrifying. It's really scary. Um and if if you like, you want to do that diving bell and the butterfly thing where a man is locked in, but he can't do anything. You have put him in a situation where he's powerless, obviously, but make horrible things happen. Maybe not even to him, but his his family and what can he do? And I don't. Again, it's not about Spider Man. Uh, Ned and Dexter kind of writes itself. It's so easy. That's the weird thing. Like these aren't that hard to do if you want to do it. Ned and Dexter feels like, oh, Ned's killing people he thinks are evil. Sinners. Maybe you see him start with Homer. That's what I would do. Or have Homer be the big bad that he finally, the last person he has to kill. And he, like, in doing so, ends up killing himself or something. That's horrific, right? I don't know. I don't know about Avatar. I would just not choose Avatar. It's just so stupid. No, Avatar's a terrible thing for this. Like you said, the Dexter one had potential. I could see that being interesting, but not the rest of them. I don't know. It's it, it, it like, and to be fair, like the diving bell and the butterfly is nothing like this. Nothing. There's no similarity to it whatsoever. Um, these are, these are just like weird thing. Like they're not parodies. I can't emphasize that enough. Millions of people watch this, Matt, millions, 8 million people. I know 8 million people. Imagine this. Oh boy. Uh, that's it. I, that's like, fix it. It's like it, put someone with like a like i don't know what this is oh boy um what do we do how do i i've forgotten that like is this is this <sighs> now what? now we let the people on the uh the the uh patreon uh weigh in oh is that is that how we do that's how the episode goes yes, oh generally. podcast right the simpsons have destroyed me uh we can move on to our next segment it's time for comments in the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive Thomas the News Group is where I ask our, 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 our supporters over there on patreon.com slash the Simpson show to leave their thoughts and feelings about an episode and I read them on air. First from Derek. That was terrible. Easily the worst yet. Season 34 Treehouse is easily my favorite episode of the entire show since around the early teens. Felt like absolute whiplash after being subjected to year after year of stuff of this caliber. It's absolutely wretched from that dated the moment it came out 127, 127 hours opening to the farting and to another pop culturally relevant avatar segment. There's a distinct lack of horror in these horror segments, with none of the source material being horror-themed in the first place. Even the Flanders one is a bloodless affair that was already accomplished in one gag on Radio Bart. Absolutely miserable and risible. I'm laughing at it, not with it. That's, Derek, you're always, you're always given good I lo- risible. I had to look that up. I didn't know. I, I don't. I'm, you're adding to my vocab. Uh, from Tim. 
I don't know that it's worse than season 22 Straight Outta Horror, but it's only barely better. Uh, the diving bell and the butterball is just flat out gross, but adverts being ranked last all time and that it doesn't have any character assassination. Number 65, Dow D for Diddly was not memorable, but at least it was fast. Number 59, in the Navi was entertaining for about two minutes. Unfortunately, it ran eight and felt like it was 200. Number 61. They're all down there somewhere. Uh, from Dara, the opening at least got a mild smile out of me, and Maud with the devil got a chuckle. The Nazi party is back, continued the future predictions thread, but much like last year, this was utter trash third best episode of season 23 and for the love of buddha please let it go further down as we progress for trivia just ask questions from last year's trios are almost a guarantee no one remembers and i aim to do the same with this one <laughs> yeah i really str- like i did try and like i'm like people people are like oh it's not worse than last year's and uh, last seasons and i go what was in last what was the season 22 trios man do you re- can you name them off no, the top of your head no not a single one i can't remember them it was like six months ago. We did Even that. if I read the titles, I would be hard-pressed to do it. I mean, I'm, we're going to look it up just so we remember. But yeah, it was six months ago. I don't remember because they're they're completely forgettable. Uh, from JJ, this was just embarrassing. Maybe the worst trance of heart they've ever done. I'm still not over the fact that the first segment was about fart jokes, something that would feel more at home in Family Guy or South Park. Even the season 23 is painfully out of character for The Simpsons. Segment 7 falls on its face because despite the dark premise, it doesn't take anything seriously at all. For the third, while I like them using the Rogelians as statements for the Navi, barely qualifies as a parody. They filled it with lame sex jokes. The whole thing is incredibly low effort. It's not funny. It's not scary. Every segment is incompetently structured, feeling more like three sequences of gags than stories. It fails at everything. It's just a hollow, empty shell. And say that again, JJ. For Max. I'm just going to talk about the second part. That is my least favorite Trials of our segment, if not least favorite thing of the whole series. Dexter was an incredible show, and I see them doing a parody of it. But do it with Wiggum and not Ned Flanders, a cop who's tired of seeing all the criminals of Springfield get, get, uh, get SWAT. And the idea of God telling Ned to kill is offensive. I'm not a fundamentalist Christian. I can take a joke. This went too far. Satan ordering God around was very offensive and not funny. I don't buy the persecution narrative that the religious white says with this episode. Sometimes it seems they go out of their way. I don't, I don't even know what it was. Like, I don't, like, you have a Dexter parody, and then God shows up as a character. And Satan is there. And Maude is there. Why? Um, from Albert. Terrible transfer, possibly one of the worst ever. The first segment, communicating through farts, is so bad that even the usual old man jokes are a step up compared to this. What was it with a paralyzed Homer Spider-Man? It was just confusing. The second segment, Radio Bart with Ned as a murderer. One has to suspend their belief really hard to think that Ned would just murder because the voice told him to. Told him so. I know that, I know it, I know, I know it's transfer, but even that should reflect real plot or believable motives. God appearing at the end felt cheap, literally deus ex machina. Did not even provide satisfactory ending. Third segment. As other commenters pointed out, Avatar Perry was dated the moment it came out, plus it was painfully unfunny. South Park did better, as with every season from about season 12 going forward. All in, all, the second segment was the only one that was not downright garbage, even that one was bad. A bigger question one has to ask after every bad episode, which now, meaning the recent present reviewed seasons, comprise like 80% of the, of, the, of the series. You have the Simpsons creators who do not care, they turn out crap. Then you have the viewers who do not care that the show is crap, as long as it is yellow and moving. What is the point of doing this? I know that the answer is as long as it keeps making money, but that implies that viewers are also partly to blame because they keep watching. Most of the shows without a preconceived story to tell end because the viewers get disinterested. But what is it with The Simpsons? Do people keep watching hoping that someday they will get their mojo back and will usher in a new golden era? We're all just cranky because we're not willing to admit The Simpsons are successful in capturing new generations of viewers who were not even around during the golden years. This is some existential questions here, Albert. Uh money i mean it really is that like capitalism like you when you have a machine that prints money would you turn it off and if you ask matt Groening, no he wouldn't no he's not going to do that 
Not no. I'm not gonna turn off the money machine. Um you do get great episodes once in a while now. I mean we literally October eighth we're in the year in the year right now when we're recording this in twenty twenty three, October eighth, there was a really great episode with March. Right, maybe my new favorite March episode. So they do still make great ones. And even I would say the past few years and more recent seasons have been decent to watch. But at that point, I wasn't watching. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't I would not be watching season twenty three if I was not doing this podcast. What we're we doing? I don't even know. What are we Oh right. This Why are we here again? Why are we here? Next, we, that's it. Thank you all for watching uh, and for posing existential questions. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week is, what is your favorite non-steamed hams Chalmers quote? Lots of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. Thank the Lord. That sounded like a prayer. A prayer in a public school. God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. Oh, this quality one. <laughs> From Mike, I've had it with this school skin. Low test scores. Class after class of ugly, ugly children. From Sarah, it's always the children's fault, isn't it, Seymour? From Tim, good seats still available for the fifth grade production of The Crucible. And by that, I mean seats in the back where you can fall asleep. Uh, for Mike, because uh, because I'm a big baseball and who's on first fan. Well, Seymour, it seems you've put together a baseball team, and I was wondering who's on first. Skinner's line. Well, that's just great. We've only been up here six seconds. You've already managed to blow the bit for the routine. Uh, for Matt, Ralph, what's a battle? Skinner, ha ha, let's go. Chalmers, did that boy say what's the battle? No, he said what's that rattle? It's about the heating duct. Hmm, sounded like battle. I've had a cold, so oh, so you hear ours is bees. Yes, I understand. <laughs> From JJ, right after the explosion at the end of The Departed. Skinner! Skinner? I'm all right, sir. Don't ever scare me like that again. He does care. Uh, from Derek, class after class of ugly, ugly children. I can never get past that line without almost dying from laughter. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> yep. From Aaron, I love when Chalmers gets stuck bemoaning the town's wackiness. From grade school confidential. Oh, yeah, that'll be real productive. Who do you want to talk to first? The guy in the bumblebee suit or the one with the bone through his hair? <laughs> they really do give Chalmers all the best lines. Uh, from Adrian, holy jumping Caesar's catfish. My H has been stolen. Well, that's how people know it's a Honda. What's the point of having a Honda if you can't show it off? I've always enjoyed how whiny Chalmers gets when he says this. For real. Uh, from Brian, uh, Skinner, you yell at me for everything. Chalmers, well, I can't yell at anyone else. Teachers have unions. Students have permits. What about Willie? I like Willie. I like Willie. Robbie, what is your answer? Um, Chalmers to Skinner. You're fired. I'm sorry. Did you just call me a liar? Did you call me a liar? No, I said you were fired. Oh, that's much worse. <laughs> it's just simple. Just the simple, like, I, those, those, where it's not absurd dialogue between these two co-workers where they, they make, they get humor just from very simple, dumb miscommunication. Simple. You, I could, I could list five other things. I went with something someone didn't say because I. Yeah. What's your answer, Matt? I'm gonna have to go with class after class, the low test scores, and class after class of ugly, ugly children. I just, that is so, <laughs> that's an odd thing to complain about, and I love it. I love it so much. I mean, I hate staring at ugly kids. If I was, and, don't and that, we all? That's why I don't work at a school because the the ugly children. <laughs> 
That's not true. I mean, that, that's not the reason I. I uh, that's not the reason I don't work at school. school. That's, that's one of them. Sure. The reason I don't work, I just would not have patience for children. Um, next week's question: What's your favorite horror sequel? Ooh, that's a tough one. Nightmare on Elm Street three, Friday the Thirteenth four, Saw ten. <laughs> Are they up to ten now? They Saw ten came out this year, man. Oh dear lord! I mean, they're not all named Saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's other... one of them to be creative with the names. Mm, well, there's a lot of Saw numbers in there, but some of them are other things. But regardless, there's ten installments in the whatevers. Um, I have my answer. I think the Sawniverse. The Sawniverse. I already have my answer. I've not seen anything past four. Uh, I gave up. I was like, I don't need this anymore in my life. Um, I already have my answer, but I, I'm very curious to see what people say. Uh, post this question on our Patreon, on our subreddit, and you can email us at simpsonsteropod at gmail.com. It's time to move on, Matt, to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one medium, one easy. One easy, one medium, one hard. Who boy. I'm. <laughs> Are you okay, Rob? I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm doing fine, Matt. I'm doing great. Um, everything's my brain working full speed. Doing, I'm, I'm wonderful. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In Jaws, wired shut. Homer breaks his jaw on what? I believe in that episode is the the fist on a statue of Dredrick Tatum. That's correct. All right. Your easy question. Who owns the bar that Barf and Barf, Bart and Ralph play at in Bart to the Future? Um, Nelson? Nelson. You are correct. He, he pays them in popcorn shrimp, which uh, seems like a pretty sweet deal to me. After a while, you get tired of popcorn shrimp. You get tired of it after a while, man. <laughs> you would not want to eat popcorn shrimp every day. I certainly, I think after a couple meals straight of popcorn, I'm be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's a lot of I oil. do eat vegetables, you're right, but still. It's a lot of oil, fried popcorn shrimp. I guess if it's like just cooked but not fried, it would be. That's true. It could be like popcorn shrimp scampi. Was it, I, when I think popcorn shrimp, I specifically think of fried pop, small popcorn, right? Like popcorn shrimp. True. It's yeah. not, I get small shrimp in any way I want. That seems ridiculous. I would like a salad today, yeah. Nelson. <laughs> Give me a shrimp <laughs> salad. Um, your meme question, Matt. In Grandpa's long-winded story in Jaws Wired Shut, what was a suitcase known as back in the day? A suitcase known as? Um, I have no idea. Not going to waste time. A Swedish lunchbox. I remember that now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, your medium question. Where did Jimmy Carter send his brother Billy during the Camp David Accords for peace in the Middle East? I have no idea. Uh, I am going to guess, though. I'm not going to say nothing. Um, sent him to Red Lobster. Belly Flop Academy. Belly what? Belly Flop Academy. What is that a thing? What are you talking about? It's not a real thing, no. Okay. Uh, it, you know, it's it... Billy Carter's ghost appears to him. Okay, fair enough. Your hard question, Matt. Uh, what does the Civic Center sign say underneath Demolition Derby in Charles Wired Shut? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, it says Demolition Derby something uh, tomorrow car auction. <laughs> That's not a bad gag. Um, 
Matt's writing better jokes than The Simpsons are at this point. <laughs> uh, you know, it says, as seen in Faces of Death 3. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay. Your hard question. <laughs> Who are the known members of Bart's coolness report team? As you recall in that episode, Lisa sends Bart to make an apor- a report on coolness. Uh, I believe there are eight people in this group. Uh, four of them I know for sure. One of them I have a guess at. Uh, <laughs> and the other three are just random looking people. Uh, so uh, you get one point for uh, or so you have to get three of them to get two points and four of them to get three points. And if you get the fifth one, I'll give you an extra point. The one I'm guessing at. I mean, I'm not going to get any of them, Matt, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, I mean, you should get one if you remember the episode. I, he talks. I don't remember the episode, Matt. I, li- I don't remember anything, Matt. I feel like this podcast effectively erases my memory on a routine basis, okay? Like, it just wipes everything. Um, are these, like, Simpsons characters? Or are they famous people? They are, yes. They are all Simpsons characters. No, no famous people, nothing. These are all okay. Springfieldy knights. Uh, I want to say one is Millhouse. Uh, and then the rest are, uh, I will say, Disco Stew, Bumblebee, Bumblebee Man, and Dr. Hibbert. Congratulations, you got zero. Yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> I knew I was just guessing random characters. So, uh, It is Otto, Krusty, because Krusty has the nuked by India joke for Pakistan and a pancake. Oh, uh, Nelson is there. Ralph, obviously, because Ralph is Bart's psychic at this. And then the last one I'm pretty sure is Uter. They don't say his name or anything, but he's wearing Uter's clothes, but looks like an adult. It's just adult Uter? As far as I can tell, yes. Okay. It's fine. We both got one point today. Matt and I have we've <laughs> calibrated. We this there's always the feeling out period at the beginning of a season where we're like trying to reset. Um and now we're just gonna enter the stalemate until one of us uh trips up. But I do have a, a two point mm-hmm. lead on Matt so far this this season. That's not big enough. That's not safe. That's not a safe number. Um Matt could take that back in one day. So I gotta be careful. I have to be very careful. Uh, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment this evening. We end every single episode with this time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. All right, Matt. We're, we got the trios rankings list out. We're going to go one by one. We're going to rank these uh, okay, things. Okay, real quick. Are we going to include the first one, the 127 no, hours? No, 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 no. We don't. That doesn't okay, get. A, it doesn't have God. a title. It doesn't get a. Na- it doesn't get included. Um, okay. Diving bell in the butterball. Uh, I would put that one. Uh, probably between Hex in the City and Tween Light, because at least Hex in the City kind of has a plot. So you're saying Tween Light is worse than 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 that, right? I barely remember it, but yes. It's Bart in, in Dracula, and it's Homer and Dracula as, like, dads and stuff. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. That is definitely worse. That is worse than this. But it, this, but, Hex, but it's just the only thing worse is what you're saying? I think so, yes. Hex in the City is better? That's kind of what I'm going with here, yeah. I need to look. I need, I need to remind myself of Hex in the City. I believe that is the one where Homer gets cursed to be a, a, a witch and Marge gets hairy and Bart dies of a long neck and something else. Oh, yeah, that's really stupid. I think you're right, though. I think you're right. I think this is 
right, I think right below Hex in the City. So diving, diving hell on the butterball. What a name. Okay, next up is Dial D for Diddly. Um. Yep. I think it's worse than Hex in the City. Yeah. I think it's better than Diving Bell and the Butterball. That is true. Because there's potential there, and it could have been good. But but I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I think it's better than Diving Bell and the Butterball, Matt, but just better. Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm not going to get... Like, they just have Homer fart. Like, it's literally just an excuse to have Homer fart. And you're just like, why? Oh, Why yeah. are we doing this? Um, and finally, we have In the Navi. <sighs> so lazy. It's really bad. Um, they're all like this. They're all really lazy and bad. Um, is it worse than Tween Light? No, it's not worse than Tween Light. I think that's going to be the bottom for a while. But beyond that, is I... Is it worse than Diving Bell and the Butterball? No, because I really hate fart jokes. So that one has to be... I'm going to disagree with you, Matt. Diving Bell and the Butterball is only like four minutes long. And the Navi is eight minutes long. Oh, that's true. And a 10-year-old boy talks about getting laid. Yeah, you know what? It it just barely edges it out. It's just ugh, gross. Yeah, I I don't. I really. It's just it's in like the pregnancy jokes, like the the, the joke that literally the joke is this alien yells. Like that's the go- joke. Isn't it funny that she's yelling all the time? I'm like what? What are we? Are we doing this? This is the bit. This is all you have. Apparently. Like you can't come up with something better than she's yelling. Like literally. Uh so that puts diving in a only thing worse than all three of these is tween light. So it's dial D for diddly at 63, the diving bell and the butterball at 64 and in the Navi at 65. I think diving bell and the butterball, if it was longer, Matt, it would be below. I would, I think if it was just, if it was as long as in the Navi was, I would absolutely put it at the bottom, but it's only like four minutes long. So it's not by the time you're angry, it's over and you're like, okay, thank God. What's next? Something only very slightly better. Um, this is terrible. This is wor- it is the worst. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that average puts it at the worst trios ever. Is like there's oh, three. Sure. All three of the segments are right above the bottom of the list. Um, this is just abysmal. It's just it's embarrassing. Honestly, like this is embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I had a hand on this. Um, in my this I you know that the chairs rankings I think or I put, I embedded them on our website. I'm not sure. I might not have, but just be known that they're at the very bottom of the list. The shinning is number one and tween light is last. Um where I don't it's gonna take a very long time before we call anything up into the even the top twenty of this list, probably. I don't know. Um no, these aren't cannons, so we don't fire the cannon. We don't we're not gonna pull out the cannon this week. We'll do it again next week, don't worry. Um they're not canon to begin with. If they, yeah. if it was a question, we would fi- be firing a cannon all three times or once for this episode. Whatever you want to, however you want to, however you want to split your hairs. That's how we would do it, but we're not. Um, so that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find us online at simpsonshow.com. It has links to all the stuff. You can find me online at robbydorman.com. That's my website and my name, Dorman with one O. I'm going to keep saying that now so people don't misunderstand. Um, can buy my books at my website or wherever you buy books literally wherever you buy books you can find my books um my newest is called dead end it's about zombies about an amazon like company uh trying to create them and a warehouse worker trying to stop them uh, i think it's really good and i think you should read it uh it's perfect time for spooky in spooky season read any of my horror novels go buy them they're all really good i uh i'm a good writer 
I'm a good writer. That so is accurate. Should, so you should read my books. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens. In fact, just this morning when I was trying to do my workout, I had a little tiny furry uh, workout coach telling me I wasn't doing it correctly. So if you would like someone around you to always be criticizing everything you're doing, check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. These kittens have been trained from birth to be the ultimate managerial specimens. They will always tell you what you're doing is wrong and judge you for it while trying to underpay you, even if that payment comes in the form of dead small animals. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode.